0: Ice tea. Go acapella. Now I'm on the West Coast, relaxing and chill. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do,
2: I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen.
0: Welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast, presented by Chevy. I'm your humble host here with you, uh, taping this on the Black Monday, the so-called Black Monday of uh, 2012, last day of the 2012 season, in which uh, uh, seven National Football League teams told their head coaches, Happy New Year. Um, Here's a box, and we'll see you on the way out the door. Um, And it uh, comes a day after one of the more exciting regular season finales this league has ever seen uh, and may ever see again Uh, week 17 lived up to the billing so much to talk about on this show with all of the coaching exits general manager firings what might be coming in those cities where uh, turmoil has officially hit the front offices and uh, what about the 12 teams still playing for the lombardi trophy uh, in the 2012 regular season as uh, things turn to 2013 on your calendar. Good to see you, Chris Law. Happy New Year to you and yours, Rich, sir. happy
3: New Year. Good to see you.
0: And good to see you, Chris Brockman. Happy New Year to you and yours. How you doing, Rich? Happy New Year. I'm doing just fine. So um, this is the type of thing that um, doesn't hit New England too much these days, which is not, not normally. I mean, it, it really is. I don't even know what to talk about with uh, first here uh the black monday stuff or what happened on sunday because there's so much to discuss i
3: think we start with the positive sunday. oh really i was gonna go with the the issues well, at hand well we got coach billet coming in you know he's gonna get into a lot of that with us right we, yeah
0: with uh, he knows of, what it's like to face black monday well he's um he was fired obviously as you know in, in baltimore with a super bowl ring on his finger not the year after the super bowl but a couple of years later and you know, he always jokes uh, that, um, you know, if he, uh, if he had a good quarterback who could evaluate the position, he'd still be coaching right now. And that's basically it. You take a look at the teams that have fired their, their, uh, their coaches and or general managers. Most of them have quarterback problems, if not all. Uh, the situation in Cleveland was born out of uh, a new owner coming in. That happens all the time in so many different places of business. Uh, the company gets sold, or the, um, in this case, the football team gets sold, and that person wants his, his people in there. But then you take a look at uh, every other spot, Um, although San Diego is, I guess, a difference right there. But Philip Rivers um, has the second most turnovers since the 2011 season, uh, only surpassed by Mark Sanchez, who finished up week uh, 17, finished up the 2012 season um, by getting one last shot at starting for the Jets because of uh, the broken... Uh, Will, maybe, of Greg McElroy (laughs) right, with 11 sacks, and uh, he was concussed, and, 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 you know, all joking aside.
2: He looked pretty dazed and confused in the sideline, too.
0: Three more turnovers for Sanchez. And uh, now there's turnover in, in the Jets' front office. Did you hear his, com-
3: his locker room comments, um, Sanchez? Well,
0: Sanchez, what, on Monday, you're saying? Yes, on Monday. Yeah, I mean, he said that, um, that, that great things, he still you know, believes they're destined, great things are destined to happen. In Some New York. good things
3: happened for the team this year. Hey, listen, the uh, but, but here's
0: the problem. Here's the tough spot that Sanchez is in in that respect. It, first of all, give him credit for for actually facing the media. Sure, being a stand up guy and saying, you know, I he said I under I underachieved is what he said. Now, a lot of people in New York will say he actually achieved exactly where they expected him <laughs> to achieve, that, that that he reached his level of achievement that everyone expected him to be. He said he underachieved, started talking about there were positive things that happened on the team, he mentioned how Sean Green had consecutive seasons of 1,000 yards rushing, and he talked about how Quentin Coples had a good year. I mean, you can't, that's the problem. Is that there's so many, there are a few bright spots, and he tried to cast a lot on it. People might, you know, poke fun at him of, of something like that, but he's in a tough spot, especially when the owner fires the general manager and doesn't face the media, and the coach is actually retained and he didn't face the media as well on on Monday and so the players are left out there to talk because there's so much going on still with the New York Jets what's going on with Tony Sperano there's no question I think he's going to be fired right. uh, Mike Pettin the, de- the uh, defensive coordinator didn't sign a contract extension that was offered to him and he's up in the air so I guess the the, the organization felt there's so much so many still so many moving parts why put A face of management of any type out in front of the media, which, you know, led to more media criticism. Especially when Ron Rivera uh, is expected to be fired or doesn't know yet, hasn't been told anything yet. And he held his media availability that all coaches hold the day after the season's over.
2: Right, you tweeted that out Monday, right? Yeah,
0: that Ron Rivera, rumored to be fired, holds his media availability. Rex Ryan, who is staying, doesn't. Now, Rivera, the situation with Rivera definitely intrigues me. Because that, you know, I mean, all this stuff is going to be rumor-filled. We all know that, right? So I might as well throw a couple on the fire. Why not? To me, as somebody who's been through this now 10 years, seeing these Black Mondays come and go and every year it happens, this smacks to me as if the owner is waiting for someone to clear. Now, if you take a look at Cam Newton... And the type of offense that could be run there. So many people are saying that's where a spot where, say, Chip Kelly can land. He's got a Rose Bowl going on Tuesday, which is tomorrow as we're taping this right now. Yes. That reeks to me of uh, Chip Kelly saying, talk to me tomorrow night. And he hasn't made a move. Not
3: to mention there's some potential sanctions coming down on Oregon for uh, some recruiting stuff. So coaches are known to leave whenever...
0: When that happens.
3: When that stuff happens.
0: Well, interestingly enough, you know, uh, this would also be a spot to me where Gruden would come out of the booth. Because we've discussed it before on this show. Gruden seems to get a little pep in his step, a little extra <laughs> pep in his step when he talks about spread offenses. Remember when, uh, when, he, when he essentially raised his leg like it was a fire hydrant on the Tim Tebow drive? on that Monday night game between the Jets and the Titans. And I think the thing that upset him the most was how Tebow was so misused. And the play calling and the protection scheme and everything. That to me, he took that as an offense that people might uh, view that style of quarterbacking and offense as uh, unacceptable or uh, uh, unable to be successful in the national football league. And I believe he would love... If he would come out of the booth, he would want a spot where he gets to choose the groceries and has a quarterback that he can run that so-called college style of offense. Somebody is going to be the Neil Armstrong of that in the National Football League, right? You're seeing how the Patriots have done it five wide, spreading it out. You saw how uh, what uh, um, Sean Payton did for the Saints. Get it, understand. But both of those quarterbacks are um, typical quintessential drop back back pocket passers nobody has won with the spread offense and the sort of uh read option type style it is new
3: to the nfl though
0: right he i believe would love to be the george washington neil armstrong type coach to come out and use that employ it and beat the crap out of the league and hoist lombardi trophy with that that's to me i've never had this discussion with him i just you know I'm just hearing how he talks and I just know what his mindset would be in terms of just knowing about being around other former coaches who get into the media about how uh, how great life is. You win every single week. There's no losses and you get to hang with your family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. To me, that would be a spot.
2: Carolina? Yeah. And of all the years, seven head coaches fired on Monday. This is the chance for him to get back in. There's cause there, are some, there are some teams with some... Franchise quarterbacks, well, I mean,
0: like, 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 uh, Cutler would be another Chicago's spot, San
2: Diego, Carolina. Well, you know what's interesting? Well, I
0: mean, San Diego, let's let's talk about San Diego really quick. I mean, you're you're giving up on Rivers, I'm giving up on I, I, I love Phillip Rivers, he's regressed. but what is going on with the turnovers? That's how you get a coach canned is that is, is, is your quarterback cannot hold on to the football. Take a look again, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Everyone says that Vic, maybe the Jets should be interested in Vic. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Sanchez with 53 turnovers since the beginning of the 2011 season, and you're going to bring in a guy who has had horrible, horrible numbers in the last two years holding on to the football and protecting the football, and on top of it, staying healthy. Staying healthy. You're going to bring that guy in, Rex Ryan, who's staying with two years left on his deal, every coach knows when you got two years left on your deal, you better win now because if you don't win now, no Alex. one's going to extend you, Nope. and you're not going to ever be the lame duck coach. No coach will ever coach with just one year left on his deal unless it's a real special situation. So Rex knows now this is it. This is it for him. So you're going to go and, and hitch your one-year wagon to Vic? I don't know how you could hit your one-year wagon to Sanchez. To me, the answer to the Jets for the Jets is the following: get your GM, get your GM who understands. And by the way, if I'm a general manager and how, I and with Rex, how do you do that? Yeah, how does that work with with how Rex? How does it work? Rex, they all want to pick their own coaches. Do you, know what the jet, do you know what the Jets? Do you know what the Jets? Do you know what the Jets' pass defense finished up this year without Darrell Revis and yeah. without essentially a pass rush? Do you know what that was? Do you know what they finished up two? Two, this guy can coach with an aging bart scott yep. that side of the football as well as anybody else and if you just g- give me give me somebody who can coordinate the offense let him be essentially the head coach of the offense get that right because rex so far has been batting almost zero <laughs> he- on that point and he's had very little help from, from the, the talent picking spot, even though he may have had a lot to do with that.
3: Is he Wade Phillips, North Turner 2.0? I don't know. He's a coordinator and coach. I don't head know. I,
0: I mean, he's definitely head coach, he's definitely a motivator. You mentioned North Turner and, and Wade Phillips. A lot of people say that they didn't really ever light up the room very much when you're trying to fire up a team. I, True. So I don't think I'd compare him in that respect. But boy, can Rex coach that side? No, Rex is
2: charismatic. No, and also
0: he's in New York. I mean, he can deal with the slings and arrows of the media. You gotta have that. You must have that.
2: I love Rex. I was
3: just okay.
0: And that's probably why Woody kept him, along with the fact that that's six million more. You know, dead dollars that he'd have to come out of his pocket, knowing he's going to have to shell out money to get Sanchez off. i was off gonna this say team. you're gonna
2: eat the Sanchez. Dude. You have to. Don't you think you have he restructures? To. And
0: and here's the answer here's the answer for Jet fans and for for the Jets. Two words. Two words. Russell Wilson. If he's available 75th overall in last year's draft, who's that guy? Who is that guy we're going to see at the combine in the quarterback group? There's going to be Sunday? somebody. Two other words. Kirk Cousins. I was I just saw a Burmeister um, on the other side of our of our "Quote unquote complex here at the NFL Media Group, and he told he was mentioning to me over the last two years at the Senior Bowl, mm-hmm. virtually every quarterback that's played in the Senior Bowl has started in the National Football League. Foles, Cousins, Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson was there last year. Um, uh, I'm
2: trying to think who was there. He mentioned early. Dalton
0: was in it. Yep, Ponder was in it. These guys have all played, and a lot of these guys, if we just mentioned, are, are going to play, play in the playoffs. So." Why not? Get one of those kids. I know you don't want to restart again. You got one year left in your deal. Get one of those kids. Throw them out there, and get that get a run get that running game going.
2: McElroy was a Senior Bowl guy last year. I mean, why isn't why can't he be the guy?
0: I don't know because he's got one year left. He he, he got to figure that one out. But I, I, unfortunately for Rex, that's what he's in right now. Unless the, it, unless you go and get uh, what other what other free agent guys are going to be out there.
3: I mean, Matt Flynn, they're going to try and dump him. Maybe,
0: maybe. But you can't throw Sanchez out there. Boyer, does anybody trade for Ryan Mallett? If you go at, I don't think the Patriots would cough him up.
2: Not to the Jets, but another team that needs a quarterback. I mean,
0: maybe. I don't know. We'll talk about this throughout, throughout the next several weeks. Which is part of the reason why I'm a hesitating leading this podcast with it, because we just came on an incredible Week 17 with a huge playoff field. First time since 2005, only the sixth time since the merger, that every single team in the playoff field has at least 10 wins. So it's a great playoff field with three rookie quarterbacks. Three, Amazing. first time ever. Amazing. Two of them are going to face each other in the last game of Wild Card Weekend, meaning we will have, for the second straight year, a divisional weekend rookie quarterback last year was T.J. Yates, which only puts 10 million times more amounts of pressure on Matt Schaub. If T.J. Yates could beat the Bengals and in the, a wild-card game Texans at home last year are
2: leaking oil
0: in the playoffs, then if T.J. Yates takes the team further than Matt Schaub, and Matt Schaub's, by the way, first-ever career playoff start, and we can go over the numbers uh, about how difficult that is to win in your first career playoff start – but that's part of the reason why I'm, I'm hesitant to start with all this stuff. But it is the hot topic in the NFL. It's very rare that we see seven guys go
3: that early, too. And then you see and five then, GMs. And too. then
0: you see the different styles here. You know, Lombardi said on 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 uh, around the league on Monday how each situation is different. You do have different fingerprints. But you take a look at the Jets and the Titans, who fire their general managers but keep the coach. Okay, Reinfeld's out in in Tennessee, but Munchak stays. Tannenbaum's out in New York, Rex Ryan stays. You take a look at Arizona. You take a look at uh, Jacksonville at this point, firing the general manager, keeping the coach. Malarkey's staying. Gene Smith is out. Who knows, the new guy comes in and will maybe fire Malarkey later on. But you you, you hamstring your team, if you're the owner, if you're Shad Khan, and if you're going to allow, leave it up to the new general manager whether to keep the coach, well, a week from now, the coaching candidates, when you finally pull the trigger on your general manager, might not be as large of a pool right than it is right now. That's why you got to go right now. If you're an owner, that's why so many things, if so many fans might be saying, well, boy, that was quick. Well, there's two reasons why so much happened on Monday. One, this was the first season in since 2006 that there were no midseason coaching firings or resignations so this was this has been a boiling pot with a lid on it for 17 weeks and secondly is that if you have if you're going to make your decision you got to go now you got to go right now because everybody's on the phone as we speak deep into the process of finding out who can fly here for an interview and i got to get my guy first out here for an interview because i want to show him the town and make sure that that guy doesn't leave town without signing a contract you got to get your short list together. You got to you got to pull the trigger on that short list, like ASAP. So if you're if you're if you're in Jacksonville and and you're Shad Khan, you're going to leave it up to your new general manager to do something with your coach. Well, that that's that's gallant that you don't want to fire your coach, and that's also smart if by making your general manager empowered to make the decision on the coach. But one week from now, when you maybe finally get your general manager candidate. Maybe the guy that you want will have already been, say, coaching in San Diego or Cleveland. Now, Cleveland's an interesting spot where they fire the general manager and the coach together, just like they did in Arizona, just like they did in San Diego. But they come out and say, Jimmy Haslam, the new owner, comes out and says, well, we're going to hire the coach first. And then the general manager second, you go, well, wait a minute. Why would you do that? Why would you go ahead and hamstring the general manager because as you said just moments ago Chris law which is true the general manager is always going to want their own guy which is maybe what happened with Lovey Smith Phil Emery goes in after Jerry Angelo was there forever and yeah. a day and now maybe wants to change some of the roster Death doesn't fit what Lovey wants to do Lovey's out one playoff season in six first 10 win season however they don't make the playoffs since 1948 this is the time to do it go ahead and do it Especially if they're supposedly – the first rumor was Mike McCoy, the offensive coordinator in Denver, who's in the playoffs right now. I believe he can't do that until at, at the divisional round or something like that. I don't know the rules off well, the top uh, of my head. You have to I, wait. I know or, Dirk
3: Cutter's interviewing, and uh, he's the Falcons. Right. So player. that's right.
0: Those, it has to happen now. Yeah. Bottom line is this. Um, when you wonder, well, what's that about in Cleveland? That's where rumors like Nick Saban – Right, get started because the only reason why that would fit to get the coach first is if the coach is such a huge name, such a big kahuna that it's just like, yeah, you bring your own player personnel guy.
2: And he's got Cleveland ties. I don't know how you
0: know, well, I mean, that I helps. Is, that but. helps in terms of putting a press release sure. together. But
3: also you know, what he will... brings,
0: what he brings, is what he would bring yeah. from Alabama. Right now, of course, there'd be a lot of people. Well, what happened in Miami? Blah blah blah. blah. To me, Nick Saban would be bat guano insane. To be horrible to ever leave Alabama, Absolutely. and that has nothing to do with my belief in his coaching and organizational abilities. It has to do with you are a God. the
3: king, the king there. You know and what he's take doing.
0: Take a look at this Black Monday. You don't want to ever be part of the Black Monday. Or you could be like Belichick, which is live out the remainder of your professional days boat racing the league. Jeez. Right? I mean, Belichick will stay there until. I thought about this just the other day with Andy Reid. Uh, you know, how many times in our lifetime are we going to see a coach, after 14 years on the NFL job, coach his last game where everybody knows it's his last game? So I asked research. I'm like, when was the last Sunday we saw somebody play, you know, coach their last game that Sh- for this long?
3: Shula or Cowher?
0: No, actually, it was It was with one team, by the way, with one team. It Chuck was, Knoll? No, uh, Jeff Fisher. Oh, 17 okay. years with oh, the yeah. Oilers slash Titans. Although at the time, we didn't know really right. it was his last game until we assumed it could be, et cetera, et cetera. And then it was Cowher before that. Yeah. And the next time we're going to see it will be with, with, with Belichick. Right? With Belichick or... By the way, you know who's the second most tenured coach in the NFL now? With Andy Reid gone, second second most because we all know Belichick's one. Second most, Tom Coughlin? No sir, no sir. It's Marvin Lewis. Wow, it's Marvin with Lewis. Cincinnati. Nine it's years, Marvin Lewis with mm-hmm. Cincinnati.
2: Talk about, yes, a, talk about a guy who's seemingly always on well, the hot seat. Back, back to oh, the now, season. And now
0: he just got rid of the the blight of, of the National Football League postseason statistical category, which is 29 straight years without back-to-back playoff seasons. Um, that That is uh, gone. That was the number one by far in the NFL. Number two now um, is is the Redskins and the Browns. Now the Redskins, as we all know, have a chance to erase that next year but it's, the Browns will have been it's gonna be next a while year 20 years and counting. Wow. 20 years and counting. So, to me, that's like, so why would you hire the coach first and then the general manager? It would be similar to, if you remember, uh, Pete Carroll. When Pete Carroll went in, he brought in his own guys. Mm-hmm. You know, So, it's like, okay, we're going to hand the store to you. You bring – then we'll go to the general manager next. And then you hear other names that they're mentioning, however, including – your I know. college head coach for Cleveland, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien, which would how how what different twist would that put on Cleveland's visits to Pittsburgh every year, Western PA? Uh, yeah,
3: I you I know? still don't think he's going, but uh, that could be the fan in me. But he's he's got a pretty steep buyout, and uh, that's one. of I think that's the does only Jimmy job. Has, how
0: much money does Jimmy Haslam have? Oh, that's right, Gajillion <laughs> printing money. Yeah, yeah, I got
3: you. <laughs> <laughs> am but, I wrong? But look, look, <laughs> look Belichick's right? last offensive coordinator. <laughs> look at Belichick's previous offensive coordinators that have had jobs in the NFL as head coaches. Well, hey, Charlie Weiss, that's,
0: to me, Josh I, McDaniels, every single fail, Belichick disciple, fail. every single Belichick disciple, and that also includes from what it appears to be Scott Pioli at the yep. general manager position, comes in and throws down the iron fist and the rule of law. Belichick did it himself in Cleveland. It didn't work out, okay, with the whole Bernie Kosar stuff, and and then it finally, as we all saw on that spectacular football, so life from earlier we saw this Nick year, Saban the ninety-five Browns, it was just beginning to start to percolate, and, then, and the team gets gets Art, moved, gets Art model right, and and so it it flushed it all down the toilet, and you take a look at all the names who were on that staff and elsewhere, but the Belichick disciples. McDaniels, you mentioned that all of them, except for Romeo Cornell, but he has a different style. Yep. Um, they, they, you need to win first before that works, right? Yes. Or you need to draft someone like Tom Brady, and then it can work. So have a great defense.
3: Listen to say we're not worried in Happy Valley that Bob could be gone. So all you of this is going on that, right
0: now, and and um, you know, again, I, I feel, I feel. Um, we'll talk about it some more with with Brian Billick when he walks through that door to use the Rick Petino uh, <laughs> vernacular that's going to be that's going to be uh, Brian Billick's going to walk through that door uh, but Larry Bird's not walking through that door no correct? and if that, he did he would be old
3: to to come back though, to the <laughs> Carolina all-time, <laughs> it's all-time <line>? you all-timer <laughs> you were talking about Carolina earlier with um uh, John Gruden you remember 2 years ago when uh, the grease board with Cam Newton and John Gruden and when Cam Newton couldn't Tell his, John Gruden, what a play, what a right? play was right. in, the, in the Auburn offense, right. and like the red flags of how interesting would it be now if if John actually went back, or and,
0: or who did who did uh, who did Cam beat for his national championship? That'd be Chip Kelly, correct? Yes. Strange bedfellows, bro. This sport makes some strange bedfellows, as we saw in Week 17 with Bears fans rooting their heads off for, for the, the Packers. Packers and Giants fans all set to do the same for the Redskins. And as it turned out for the Giants, the Redskins beating the, the Cowboys was the only part of the triumvirate of help that they, they needed to actually uh, cash. Right, right. Didn't get any help from the Lions. They needed both. They needed both. They needed the Bears, Vikings, and Cowboys to all lose, and only the Cowboys lost. Yep. And um, it did not help that they they needed help from the lines uh the worm jason worms are a longtime nfl network employee and also longtime fans of this podcast remember the worm before he moved on to fox soccer big time giant fan he showed up at nfl network on sunday to watch. oh he, the was, here he was here yesterday he oh, here he missed it he was here and bringing his own, his own brand of bile. <laughs> and uh, he was in a rocking chair when it came to the Giants having to do their part. I mean, the Giants were up 21 nothing in two seconds flat with Vic throwing a pick within two attempts. Oh, and by the way, you, no, know up? you know who showed up and looked the whole world on Sunday? LeSean McGuire. He sure did. <laughs> I'm like, where have you been? Oh, that's right. I need a new friend. Andy Reid to get fired no, you, after 14 maybe- years on the job and just say F it. I'm going to give him the ball. What? What do I care? Maybe you should be in a week be seventeen
3: the... championship. That's Rich. right.
0: <laughs> what, it's basically, Andy Reid. That's what I needed out of out of Andy Reid all year long. Was the effort? I'm either going to be in some other team or on the beach at Sandals in a week. So have... let me give him the ball eighty times. You
2: think he would have had that attitude though? Much earlier in the season when it seemed like it was oh going down my the drain,
0: Lord. He looked great. LaShawn McCoy looked great.
2: <laughs> so did D'Angelo like, Williams. That's the, killed me, I know, too.
0: 210 yards. Killed is, me this year. Funny thing is, Marshall Falk, uh, his bold prediction on NFL game day morning was uh, multiple running backs will have 200-yard games. Multiple. They did. And he got, But he also said one of them will be Adrian Peterson right. as he breaks the record. And, and and Adrian Peterson got a buck 99. Buck 99. And he was all fired up. Marshall was all fired up because D'Angelo Williams had 210. Yep. And Agent Peterson missed it by one, so he texts everybody, me, Warner, and Sapp, and Irvin, and Mooch, missed it by one. And And then then Alfred Morris, the butler, runs for exactly two bills on the head, and he goes, got my bold prediction right, and I I texted back, I'm like, you know, not to nitpick, (laughs) but Kurt Warner got, you know, he's such a sweetheart, he he texts back, congratulations, with so many exclamation (laughs) points, because Kurt's been missing so widely, wildly on his bold predictions all year long. He goes, congratulations, I'm like, well, not to nitpick, but... Yeah. You did sort of <laughs> did say see, one of them would be Adrian uh, <laughs> Peterson. He had only 199. Did you see yards Charlie rushing. Yooks?
3: Charlie Yooks tweet uh, yesterday to Steve Mariucci, which was what? I'm assuming that yeah, Mooch's
0: no, Mouch, Mooch's bold prediction was that it's been 42 games that the Packers have had a 100 yard rusher, and I'm going to go. The backup's going to go right. get it, and I'm going to go Ryan right. Grant. Right. So in
3: like in like <laughs> yeah, the fourth yards. quarter, in the fourth quarter, um, uh, Charlie Yook tweets out to Steve at Steve Mariucci. Uh, you're only 98 yards shy of your bold prediction. That's
0: right. <laughs> Just Ryan Grant had I'll, two yards. I'll tell you what, though, that running game that Green Bay showed off—that was a considerable balanced attack that they had in Minnesota. That was a fantastic football that, game. That, and let, let's get to that. Let's get to that because that's where I was going uh, with with what was happening with the Giants and and how they they beat up on uh, they beat up on uh, on on um, on the Eagles and how the worm was uh, despondent. <laughs> that I said to him that the Giants missed opportunities all season long and inconsistent play had placed him in the unenviable position of requiring help from the Detroit Lions by the end of the season that was the un what, what unall state like hands <laughs> in which the Giants found themselves in week um week number uh, 17 with the with the Lions just i mean and I, as you know, he's a, we're a big fan of his, and he's been on this podcast. Um, Matt Stafford, who throws the ball more than anybody else in the NFL. I mean, it, it, there's Work only so much, there's only so much the guy can do. I mean, he's also it's just like every single pass it seems to be sidearm, or say, he's back-footed. Got okay, right it's just like it's just it's all gone downhill for that team. It's all gone downhill. It really is. And, and does and, Jim
2: Schwartz make it? And the think? fact
0: that the, but, and the and the and the and the Bears got four turnovers from him and still had to eke it out. Still had to eke it out. And, you know, bottom line is this. Um, when it came down to it, we all expected Week 17's marquee game was going to be the last one, mm-hmm. Washington and Dallas, and how it would be the NFC East up for grabs and winner take all. And sure, it did turn out to be just that. But after that Packer-Viking game, it just seemed like... Um, he, it, it just it just seemed like you know the the, the ninth dessert. Yeah, <laughs> you know you're just bloated on 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 all the good eats that you've had, and and it, it was an afterthought. That Sunday night game just turned it, and obviously the choppy play, the lack of scoring, uh, RG three looking as Mooch texted to oh, a bunch of us eighty percent. He, d- he he didn't you know, look healthy. He for didn't sure. look. He didn't look like not hundred percent. He, 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 let's just put it this way: the guy that would run around the end right. for for sixty five seventy yards that was not the RG three we saw Sunday night. Mm-mm. But we did see the the accurate uh, RG three and and the just I mean intangibles are coming out of every pore in his body. And Alfred Morris is the unsung rookie Alfred of the Morris. year. Just when and this, how great was this rookie class. We spent all year long saying, "Wow, when are we going to when, when is everybody going to start throwing Doug Martin into the mix for rookie of the year?" Right? He had 1000 yards rushing it's when only Lynch yep. when only Lynch and um, and Adrian Peterson had more. Right. He had 1,000 on the head. Remember we talked about that? Yeah. He had one of the great three-game stretches in the NFL, in the history of the NFL. I mean, he's like,
2: threatening the all-time
0: single-game right. mark. It was, it was all there. It was all there. And then last few weeks, we're like, when in the world are people going to throw Russell Wilson's name into this mix? Yep. Because we're all RG3 and locked out, right? When is Russell Wilson going to get thrown in this mix? And then Alfred freaking Morris.
2: 1,600 Finished
0: yikes. second behind Adrian Peterson. He passed Marshawn Lynch. In a game that they had to win. Exactly the type of performance you need in the stage that, uh, that was set. Wow, right? But that game, Green Bay and Minnesota, was spectacular. Just spectacular. It was as good as, as any game. And, and one thing, again, that Packer fans should take heart was, uh, was this kid, DeWan Harris. He ran very hard. And that's the balance you need.
2: They've been throwing out some no-name running backs, too, this year.
0: Well, if you remember a couple of years ago in their, in, their, in, their, in their Super Bowl run, that's when James Starks came to the fore. Right. They needed him, right? Grant, yeah. Starks, those are the kids. Well, Grant got
2: hurt, right? And right? then Starks. Starks says, well,
0: done. I'm telling you, that that was, to me, if I'm a Packer fan, that's a great sign. And the fact that Aaron Rodgers is, is out of this world. Throwing darts. Are you, are you
3: concerned at all that the Packers wanted to win that game? they couldn't win the game they would have had a bye and also the falcons same deal they played their starters four quarters and they lost to the bucks
0: well the falcons are gonna. <laughs> i mean for for everybody in in atlanta and all the falcons fans that tweet at me and whomever we're saying they don't get the respect et cetera. Et cetera i'll say it again when it's now we now we know the exact date now Let me get the exact date now. We know the exact date now. I've been saying it for weeks and weeks and weeks. You know, at some point in mid January, we're all going to sit down. We're all going to settle in. And we're all going to need to be shown when the chips are one and done down can they win a playoff game? When you're all in, heads up. When it all comes down to it, will they be able to do it? And we now. Have a date. It came out last night. The date is, where's the date? Here's the date. The date was, is uh, Sunday, January uh, January 13th. Sunday, January 13th. We find, Remember I said it would be mid-January. Right. Found it out. There we go. Washington, Seattle, Minnesota at Atlanta. That's it. Beat one of those teams. It's either Washington, Seattle, or Minnesota at Atlanta. Who
2: would the Falcons rather see in that game?
0: Oh, I don't know, man. Because the winner of Washington-Seattle is going to be smoking hot. With a red-hot rookie quarterback. Red-hot, I mean, filled with confidence.
2: I mean, that could be Washington coming off, like, whether it's seventh <laughs> or, or eighth straight win. Or,
0: or, or, or uh, th- the guy to me who, who, to me, has won my MVP vote. No question. Yeah, I've changed. You know, I Come said Brady. Over. You know, I said Brady. I know you did, and everybody appreciates me that. a Michigan Homer. But I, you know, I sort of wanted to be a different guy because everyone's saying Peyton or right. Adrian, and and I believe that Brady doesn't get the credit because of Belichick and the system that he's put in, and the, you know the craft organization that to me Brady is as important to Cog as anyone else. Absolutely. Uh, and I understand Peyton Manning has done what he's done, went from two and three to thirteen and three, right? Mm-hmm. To get the uh, to get the the bye week, number one seed.
2: By the way, he broke all of John Elway's single Crushed season passing records Crushed for the them Broncos, all,
0: especially when we spent an entire off season wondering how he's going to do, new system, new everything, new neck.
2: I mean, I was saying all off season <laughs> he should he should have retired. <laughs>
0: how many people say how's he going to come? How's he going to how's he going to adjust to that new neck of his? Jesus, right?
2: Well, he's only going to throw for 37 all touchdowns and 4,900 yards. what
0: he's done. And, it's, and, and all roads in the AFC go through Denver now. i
3: got to eat crow, because i got to admit, I didn't think he was playing this year. Me neither.
0: All of that, right? And yep. this is what came from him. We're all like, ah, he's got to take him further than Tebow, otherwise it's a complete disaster. <laughs> and Tebow took him as far as the divisional round, which Peyton Manning is going, already done. Against New England. But he had to go to New England.
3: In Tebow's defense, he did that in seven games, though. He only started – or eight games as well, a starter. He didn't get a full season.
0: I understand he didn't get a full season, but I mean – Not that I'm one to dude, defend. Dude, he still he still won the division of 500. That's
2: it's true. Pretty sure Tebow will never okay, get a full so season. Okay,
0: so all of that, Manning at least got him a home game. And if, you've, if, if, if Tom Brady wants to knock him out of the playoffs again, Tom's going to have to come to his house. Man. And so all of that, still, Adrian Peterson's the MVP. Absolutely. And how is he not? I agree. How is he not? 362 days separated him from being in a Cybex machine to—actually, was 356 days from being in a Cybex machine. It was 362 days from his his, hands, his, his knee being torn up—
2: One year to the day One year to the day of surgery. his surgery yep.
0: to being nine yards shy of Eric Dickerson's single season rushing record while taking his team, putting it on his back, and— getting them into the playoffs. Ponder made some great throws. I thought he played as great a game as he's played all year long in a big spot with Aaron Rodgers throwing for four touchdowns and 365 yards and missing on only 12 of 40 passes. Quarterback rating of 131.8. Aaron Rodgers brought that game to Minnesota. Ponder, a quarterback rating of 120.2 with three touchdowns. Adrian Peterson, 34 carries, career-high, 199 yards, including that massive run at the end of the game to set up Blair Walsh, who, who by the way, has, has, should also be mentioned in Rookie of the Year status, right? All of that. What a game. What a game. And that's why Adrian Peterson, to me, is is the MVP of this league. Because he took a team that was third on the clock, brought them to 10-6 and six and in the playoffs, and I don't want to see him if I'm a team. I don't want to see him if I'm a team. Look who has just walked in the door right here. There he is. Put on your headset, Coach Brian Billick. Put on your headset. I don't even know where to begin with you, sir. Um, let's just start with the topic we were just on right now, which was, uh, to me, one of the games of, of of the year, if not one of the games of that I've seen since uh, taking... Um, you know turning the lights on in this place of NFL network uh, 9 years ago and that was that, that Green Bay Minnesota game. Yeah. What, uh, is, is Adrian Peterson your MVP?
1: Yeah, you know, how do you have this conversation between he and a Tom Brady and a Peyton Manning? They ought to have an MVQ and an MVP. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know. Well, cause if it's MVQ you got to throw Rodgers in there too. Yeah, Aaron I mean, Rodgers playing out of his
1: skull. It's not fair to compare which ultimately you're going to come down to the numbers, and a quarterback, it's hard to compare to to Adrian Peterson, but the combination of one, Adrian Peterson doing what he did, on a team where I mean, every time he touched the ball, he had to feel like he was looking at a team picture of the defense they were playing because they had everybody up the line of scrimmage. Christian Ponder consistently really couldn't do anything down the field, although he did made a couple of nice plays, obviously, in the Green Bay game. So the fact that he did it with the deck as stacked against him as he did and coming off, forget the injury. It was an impressive year. You throw the injury on top of it, it, it just incredible.
0: Well, uh, interesting, the, the, the numbers that I, I heard – from the Peterson season, and there's so many of them that, that show his greatness uh, through the prism again of, of tearing up his knee completely on Christmas Eve just the year before. Um, the one that really leaps out to me is going into that game on Sunday. He had five more runs on the season, longer than Ponder's longest pass <laughs> of the season. Yeah. And there was one moment in the game, and I want to get to you, you about with so many moments in that game, where... Um, Uh, the uh, Vikings backed up second and 28 and they hand it to they hand it to um, Peterson and he makes it first and goal from a second and 28 I mean you just can't beat that certainly with a quarterback that you don't want to put too much on his back that he can hand it to a back to turn second and 28 into a situation where maybe we need to just gain a few more yards to get our all-world rookie kicker out there to put three points through to its first and goal and then a couple plays later he throws it to that back out of the backfield for an easy pitch and catch touchdown you can't you can't put more of a premium
1: on something no like that. when we had when i had jamal lewis who made his two thousand yard run we also had um the arguably best single season defense in the history of the national football that League. helped we didn't turn the ball over um and so there were some other assets. And that's not to say Soto's doesn't have good defense. It is a good defense. Not a great defense. It's a good defense. Christian Ponder has really struggled. And a lot of it doesn't have a lot of weapons on the outside, certainly with the Percy Harvin not around. That added to the, to the uh, equation as well for a while there. Um, but it, it, you're right. It makes it all that much more impressive. I mean, And now let's flip it around. Uh, does that not make you question Green Bay a little bit? Yeah. Uh, Green Bay is awful good, make no mistake. And I thought, okay, this team's going to be lethal because they're getting healthy. They're getting Clay Matthews back. They're going to get Charles Woodson back, obviously with all the things they do offensively. And Dom Capers, there's nobody better than Dom Capers. He's an outstanding defensive coordinator. The f- Believe me, they did everything they could to not let Adrian Peterson go off on them, and it wasn't enough. That's what's impressive. It's not like they didn't... They didn't try to stop him. They didn't get into the right defenses. They didn't make it a priority. They knew we gotta stop Adrian Peterson. Period. Period. Um I've always said, you know, defensively, you can take away anything you want. It becomes at what price? You can take away Calvin Johnson, but can they hurt you enough with the tight ends or on the other backside? You know, you can take away anything as long as you're willing to pay the price. And you know Green Bay went in saying We're going to take this thing away. And if Christian Ponder can beat us Mm -hmm. with throws down the field, and they did get a big one, because why? They probably had eight, nine guys down in the box. (laughs) So you can stop whatever you want at what price. And I don't know that Minnesota can consistently make you pay that price enough. And still, he went off for what he did. Wouldn't you
0: think, though, that the outdoors of Lambeau Field and that ambiance for a young quarterback and ponder making his first career playoff start. We talked about that before. How Schaub's going to make his first career playoff start, and that's always very difficult to yeah. win in that situation. Will that be enough, in your estimation, to perhaps flip the script enough for the Packers to move on to San Francisco the following week? It
1: should be. You know, it it's it's it it, it does change the dynamic. It's at home, Green Bay Lambeau Field, uh, and the fact that uh, they just played them and that good defensive coaching staff I talked about are going, okay, this worked, mm-hmm. this didn't. So let's do a whole bunch of this and a whole le- lot less of that. Um, and, and also offensively, they've got to do their share. They've got to play better. And you have to get them, you've got to trade field goals for touchdowns. And that's what Green Bay's capable of doing. We worried going in, would Adrian Peterson have a realistic chance to get it if this turns into a track meet? And, and Green Bay will just say, fine, you can run it all day long, because you're going to run out of clock. You're going to run out of time. Time of possession less cha- equates to touchdowns, not field goals. We're just going to keep this pressure on you. And I don't know that the, the Green Bay offense put enough pressure on the Minnesota Vikings offense mm-hmm. to, to have to get away from Adrian Peterson.
0: So that's going to be the Saturday night um, portion of the wildcard doubleheader that starts things off on NBC coming up this week. That starts with uh, a rematch of the way the wildcard weekend began last year in the same spot. Same teams by name, but the Bengals are a year older, a year wiser. And instead of TJ Yates, the undrafted uh, quarterback that they had to start last year because of the injuries, it is going to be Matt Schaub getting the start for a Texans team that uh, has fallen apart a little bit here. In fact, if you think about it, uh, by falling apart, they fell out of the bye week that everybody thought they 100% would get because they led the AFC all year long. And then um, now, nobody's happy about this. Nobody's happy about this. They're not happy about it in Houston. They're not happy about it in the rest of the AFC because both Tom Brady and Peyton Manning get the week off. Absolutely. And if you want to move forward in the, in the AFC to the Super Bowl, you've got to go visit them. The only people who I believe are cartwheeling over this are CBS sports executives who figure that any inevitable Peyton Manning-Tom Brady battle in the playoffs have been moved from the divisional weekend to the championship weekend for all the AFC marbles. They already see the 60 million viewers in their heads watching that game to promote that the Super Bowl is on CBS.
1: Because we know it's all about the viewership.
0: Well, now. you know what? I'm just t- <laughs> we, we are TV people. Yes, we are. We are TV Let's people. remember We're who signs the, the checks. Here. We're TV people. The Texans, though. I mean, what is Gary Kubiak going through right now as he looks at film and he goes and looks at these guys in the locker room who everybody thought was going to be on a bye week this week.
1: Well, I'm going to digress just a second, but you're exactly right. The team that I think is, is pounding the wall right now is the Baltimore Ravens. They're a team that's getting healthy. That thought. Let's see, my path in the way that we thought it might be is I'm going to play the Indianapolis Colts with their rookie quarterback, but I get to play at home, and then I get to go play the Houston Texans. Yep. Then I only have to face Brady or Manning one time. Now you may have to face both to get where you're going to go. And that changes the dynamic totally. That changes my perspective about who might be that team to make a run. You talk about Cincinnati. I think the biggest thing is where we see with Houston. Nobody's fear is going into Houston. I don't think anybody is worried about you. You know, we're going to talk about boy going. You got to go into Mile High and take, face uh, Eli or. Uh, Peyton Manning now, boy, who wants to go into Foxborough? We just talked about who wants to go through Lambeau Field and whatever. I don't think anybody, okay, I'll go through Houston, no problem. And Cincinnati having played that game last year that they lost, Cincinnati's got a good balance. And I think uh, they will match up well with Houston Texans. This is all on Matt Schaub. I got to think Matt Schaub is very uneasy because just what you said, we won with TJ Yates. If it doesn't Yates. happen, this is a little like Atlanta, Matt Ryan, Mike Smith—that that that, ma- that mantle they've carried around all year long. Who cares about the regular season? What are you doing the postseason? Um, Matt Schaub's going to feel a little of that pressure.
0: So, uh, and I think they're more balanced uh, Cincinnati than, than they were last year. Absolutely, uh, Jarvis Green Ellis oh, is a guy that that few people talk about. You know, the law firm uh, in the last month of the season, only Adrian Peterson had more running yards than he did, and. You know he is—he's—he's he's a guy that can really uh, help control things for them. But what? Do you, so do you think Shab, however, can be protected? by an offensive line that seems to be having trouble doing that right now. Well, what Houston. you got
1: to remember Cincinnati leads the league in sacks and they do it in a unique way. Geno Atkins on the inside. How good is he? He puts that pressure right up the gut. We always think about the defensive ends sure. putting pressure on the like quarterback. JJ Correct. And you and you need to climb the quarter. You need to climb the pocket. Well, they bring and Mike Zimmer will be considered for head coaching jobs it's he needs to be he's done an outstanding job with outside of geno atkins give me another player on the cincinnati (laughs) Bengals, and you and i do this for a living pac-man right right i mean i do i've done cincinnati twice yes and and i've got a normally you know i got my sheet but normally i can kind of look out on the field but i'm looking down at the sheet half the time going who's that guy what's this uh and so mike zimmer's done a great job but it's that they'll you manufacture an outside pass rush and they've got some pretty guys. Carlos Dunlap has looked very, very good. Yes. Kind of matured as a professional. But you'll bring the linebackers, you'll bring the DBs, as everybody does, and you can create that side pressure. But now you bring Geno Atkins right up the middle. And now that quarterback's got no place to go. That That's the tough thing when you play the Cincinnati Bengals. Sounds like you like the Bengals in this game. I do like the Bengals. The only qualifier I have is, and I, you got to love what Andy Dalton's doing, um, He's he's got to take charge. He's got to step up and – it's a tough one. It you got to be bolder. You have to you can't back your way into the championship. You got to make plays. Oh, by the way, don't turn the ball over. <laughs> okay. While you're doing that. Right. Um i got to see that from him, and I think he's capable of it. A.J. Green's spectacular. Jermaine Gresham, a fabulous tight end. The Hawkins kid is a nice change-up at the receiver now. Uh, And you're right, you're talking about Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis. Good physical offensive line. When when I had the Giant game, Giants felt like the Bengals' offensive line was the most physical. Uh, Rob Ryan with the Dallas Cowboys, that's the other uh, Cincinnati game I had, said the same thing. That this is the most physical offensive line we faced all year right, long. All right, interesting. So that balance is good, but I, I got to see Andy Reed, or excuse me, Andy Dalton throw the ball in, d- make those throws that la- every great quarterback, you freeze the frame when the ball leaves the hand, mm-hmm. and you go, Where the heck are you throwing it? And it's completed, and there's a touchdown, or there's a big game. That's what the really good quarterbacks do.
0: The biggest throw I've seen Dalton make was the one uh, in Pittsburgh to essentially seal the game. After Roethlisberger somehow, someway threw the football uh, in the spot where he threw it with mere seconds to go, giving Cincinnati the ball back and a chance to maybe move the chains just enough. And you know, in that stadium, you gotta you better get it close. Right. And and he found AJ Green uh, on a beautiful throw uh, towards the sidelines. And the only thing is, will he be able to do that in a playoff game with the chips on the line? And as always, I guess it comes to the to the quarterbacks in the situation. As as for as for uh, the Ravens and the Colts, do you think the Colts can, can pull this thing off? You know,
1: all year long, what a great story! What a fabulous! I don't think they're going to win this game. Oh yeah, I, I had it from Green I had the Indianapolis yes. twice, and I had Green Bay Packers. And what are you ta- And you know how it is. Well, that was now, the,
0: that was the Chuck Strong game. It
1: was. And and we're talking about okay, what the heck are we going to talk about in the second half? Let's get prepared during our production meetings because this thing's going to be a rat killer. And Aaron, they, the first going to be a, what? a rat killer, you know. <laughs> is that a TV term? That's a, t- that's a coaching term okay. that now carries brought the. the TV? Um, <laughs> but and in the first half, Aaron so, Rodgers takes over on this thing, and it's like it okay, a rat let's it get out, time. let's get out the notes because here we are. And they came back, and they came back, and the stadium was going nuts, and the Chuck Strong was going strong, you know, unbelievable. And and so they've had game after game after game like that. Andrew Luck is no longer a rookie. Okay, he's he's, he's elevated to that status. However, going into Baltimore against a team that now looks like it's getting Ray Lewis back, Jimmy Smith is back being healthy. Torrey Smith seems fine. Anquan Bolton okay. Dennis Pitt is okay. This Baltimore, now that defense isn't what it had been, but it's still pretty good. And you get Ray Lewis back. back. Yep. A rookie quarterback against Ed Reed in this situation, mm-hmm. there may be some lessons learned. Here this weekend.
0: Are there any fans there? And I I I, oh, I speak gosh. to some. Are, are there any fans there who see the blue horseshoe on the side of the helmet and it, it, they still get really pissed off? Oh my
1: god! Are you kidding me? It's and and add this to it. Yeah. Because I've lived it. Yeah. We were thirteen and three, had a bye, and a struggling Indianapolis Colt team that was getting healthy comes in, mm-hmm. and we lose. I think it was fifteen yeah, to was a,
0: nine. Yeah, yeah, Vinatieri. Uh, fifteen kept Kicking nine. Field goals, right? Uh huh.
1: And and you know what that meant to the fans in Baltimore, the vitriol they have for that whole Colt scene. If and and John Harbaugh, who's been magnificent mm-hmm. with the Ravens, right? You lose to Indianapolis to a non-Peyton Manning Colt team. Wow! Look out! That 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 could those fans will just they'll be a, they'll pull a blue veiner and it will be. <laughs>
0: Is that another? Is that yeah. a TV term?
1: <laughs> I, I keep. I learn. I've learned so much doing TV. A blue business. Vayner. Okay. Th- that's going to be. Uh, but can they do it? That defense of the Colts concerns me. A and
0: what bit. about the the last game? I'm I'm so excited for this with Russell Wilson yeah. and RG3, two rookie quarterbacks. Uh, I, I, let's put it this way: it, it, it's definitely got a little bit more sizzle than the the previous year with the first ever matchup between two rookie quarterbacks in Dalton and TJ Yates. How how do you see? this thing playing out well,
1: all year long there again we keep putting the qualifier oh this this CLT how great is that and, and, and but but when they go on the road and then they went on the road yeah they're great but this young quarterback you know at some point he's not going to and then he does um you look at it face value west coast east coast tough mm-hmm. um i think the key and i had washington 2 weeks ago against philly i had him against pittsburgh i had against philly twice so i've watched over a period of time RG3, obviously, he's magnificent. Alfred Morris, unbelievable. Solid offensive line. Big mm-hmm. plays on the end. When they got Pierre Garçon back and Santana Moss, losing Fred Davis was huge. Uh, but the, they're, they've, they've, they're so brilliant with what they've done. But defensively, Jim Caslett has done an incredible job because this defense, was it lost Brian Arakpo. It lost Adam Carriker. It lost yeah. Tenard Jackson. It lost Brandon Merriweather. And they were scrambling around. But with each week, I've seen them get better and better and adjust to the fact of what they don't have. And you watch Rob Jackson now coming off the edge, and Ryan Kerrigan's been brilliant. Um, London Fletcher just keeps going forever. How good is he? Unbelievable. And that back end, Jim Hazlitt's done a phenomenal job. And they're not a great defense, but they are now, he's got enough confidence in them, and they have confidence in him. You're seeing a lot more of the zero blitz package that he likes to run that didn't exist in those first two games because he couldn't. Because of the players that he missed, I think the defense of the Washington Redskins oddly enough will be the difference in the game no now. kidding yeah. so
0: they will take they will take I the think Seahawks they will out. I think
1: they will now also now that defense of 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 Seattle's pretty good yes but r g three they
0: does he look healthy to you though
1: well Coach? no he's not a hunt I think it's more the brace. I think the brace, I had him when he first came back against Philly, mm-hmm. and they weren't going to do any of the read option stuff, and they didn't. They ran the game plan that they ran um, the week before against with Cousins, Cleveland with right? Cousins, right. and it was great. The difference with RG3 is the, the run stuff is great, but uncompared to the other guys, and I get a kick now, people, because, okay, that's where we're going. That's the offense of the future. Go get an RG3. Well, timeout. There's not a lot of cats like that running around, man. Mm-hmm. You don't just say, go get an RG3. Mm-hmm. He can beat you from the pocket. He beat Philadelphia in Philadelphia from the pocket. Mm-hmm. He did not run one read option. And we saw a little bit more yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll see it obviously against uh, uh, Seattle. Uh, but they're not going to. That's not why they're going to beat them. Their Alfred Morris is a heck of a back, and they add in just enough the option stuff that sets up the play action stuff. Uh, Seattle will challenge them because they're so physical, but I think. The physicality and the run nature of the of the uh, Redskins will challenge Seattle in a way maybe they have been challenged.
0: Interesting. I just uh, Russell Wilson to me, Imagine. you know, I mean, he's his. I, I I mean I'm I've fallen head over heels, and just just watching him. I love watching him play. I just the way he you know carries himself in the huddle, just everything about him, and just the way that Carroll let him be who he is, and and gave him the backing and let him do it, and his, we've watched him grow. I, I just, for some reason, I see this, and I see their running game. Absolutely. And, and oh, these, and there are no question. And I see their physical
1: back end. And you that see defense. that path. We talked about Baltimore's path, out Alter. That path with Seattle going through a Washington now, mm-hmm. and they're not going to be intimidated by a San Francisco team, <laughs> right? Um, right. And which, and by Green- the way, if
0: if if Minnesota beats Green Bay— which we'll already have known by the time this game kicks off Sunday, a Seattle win would put them in San Francisco for the third showdown between those two teams. And the
1: fact that they don't, it's, yeah, we can go do that. Yeah, we can beat Green Bay, all but with the official blown, you know, all that kind of stuff. But the fact of the matter is they kept that game close enough to for the official to blow it at the end of the game right. with the Hail Mary. Uh, so Seattle, I, I put, you know, I've done my year-end MVP and Coach of the Year, and I know you're you're scouring the internet to make sure you know well, what you I made on. Drop, but, drop me on,
0: drop uh, me some. Uh, of but that I
1: made Pete Carroll my Coach of the Year because I said before the season, I said either, with all the moves Pete Carroll had made, drafting James Carpenter, who really hasn't played much, Bruce Irvin, okay, but at the fifteenth overall pick, right. I, you know, you took you, you signed Matt Flynn, gave him the money, but then you go get you and now you're playing your third string or third uh, draft choice at quarterback. I said Pete Carroll either knows more than the rest of us or just thinks he knows more than the rest of us? Well, Pete Carroll knows more than the rest he of us does right now. <laughs> you got to give him his due. I made him my coach of the year for that very reason mm. because he believed in what they were doing. He saw something in Russell Wilson and all the criticism. And you That's a tough conversation to have with your owner going, yeah, I know I told you to give $10 million to Matt Flynn, mm. but I want to start this other guy. Mm. That's a tough conversation you, to have.
0: Well, certainly. But do you think he started by saying, listen, I know you've got more money than most people. <laughs> What does it matter to you? Yeah, Paul Allen, ten million. You said that. You're talking Come to me on. about ten million dollars. Exactly. Why
1: Please. are you wasting my time? I have
0: enough of that. I have that in my ashtray in my car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Like that's that's the way to start that with the arm. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm I don't sure know how that works. You know,
1: and, or, or Pete could have said, "Look, that was nothing for us at SC. You can <laughs> certainly absorb it. <them." laughs> nice, right? Nice. Yes. yes. Right? So I love that. Coach,
3: when does a team normally travel? Uh, like an, a west coast team for an east coast game you like know this. you
1: you've done it you've done that the the study after study there are those that say you go early most teams will do if it's a sunday game i'm gonna leave on friday that's
0: so that's what it would be for yeah because
1: yeah and you're gonna you know and and to get them on that routine and there's some that saying go in late and you've won both uh, my my opinion is if if you're a good team you can travel anytime you want and you're going to win. If you're a bad team, it doesn't matter when you go, you're going to lose. So I, I got all the. It's kind of like uh, listening to the, the government debate about do you cut taxes or do you lower. You know, mm-hmm. listen to the Stanford economists or the Harvard economists and they all, you know, get confused. You can listen to the doctors and they'll tell you either way what's, what's right, what's wrong, what fits your team. If I got a mature, if I got a young enough team, uh, you know, I can, I can, I can go late. I don't want them to be on the road that long. If I got a mature team, they'll know that. Look, we're going on the road to get semester X. Lay down on Saturday, okay? Relax. I don't right. want you out running around mm-hmm. and and uh, going looking at the uh, all the monuments the in, in Washington. Monument. Yeah. yeah, right. Um, and so it de- it depends. Physiologically, it depends on what doctor you talk. To.
0: And we'll get to the football cliff in a moment, if you don't mind. We'd, I would love to get your thoughts before I let you go on on the whole Black Monday of it all. Um, Interesting, you just take a look at who made the uh, the seeds. We just talked about in the AFC who made the seeds, uh, the top one, two seeds um, in, in Denver and New England. San Francisco got the two seed. And you think about it, with the way that Atlanta played, they weren't going to catch Atlanta even if they had Alex Smith. And Harbaugh went ahead and made that switch at quarterback to Kaepernick, got him those games under the belt, and still has a bye week. Yep in his back pocket. He has got to be like the cat that ate the canary right now sitting there in San Francisco. Would you agree with that assessment? I applauded.
1: I agree with his decision wholeheartedly. There's something special about Colin Kaepernick. Nothing against Alex Smith. But when I've done games in San Francisco, there is always a hesitation. Players, coaches, general manager, owner, fans, when it comes to is Alex Smith good enough? And that's not fair for Alex Smith, probably. Mm -hmm. And it's never, no one's ever said he's not. Remember Jim Harbaugh, when he went with Alex Smith, because I had one of their first games, and he said publicly, as did Alex Smith, well, this is kind of like the only place to go. And Jim Harbaugh said, this is kind of like the only guy available. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, there was admiration. For, yeah, and we can make this work, but it's not like, this is my guy. Right. And I'm going to. Alex, uh, Kellen Kaepernick is his guy. They traded up to get Colin Kaepernick. They did. And I think it's been rewarded uh, because now all the experience he's getting going forward, yeah, they're in great shape.
0: But, of course, it's all going to, when it comes down to it, on Saturday night, January 12th, on the divisional playoff weekend when Green Bay, Washington, or Seattle comes in, And I get to house. do the divisional
1: round game. I'm you looking are. forward to it. One so you, of them, yeah. So that, I don't know which one
0: interesting so you're gonna, you're, you're going to be for either Fox. in San Francisco or Atlanta
1: correct for your bro- Anxious to see for your you.
0: for your brother in law
1: yeah that uh, I'm sure that will come up at some point I'm sure
0: I'm sure it will, but I mean it, it, what's Colin Kaepernick going to do when that happens Green Bay, Washington or Seattle, and then Atlanta um, Washington, Seattle, and Minnesota coming in there right
1: and you know? and Matt Ryan and Mike Smith dealing with the regular season the means nothing. The, but
0: the regular season. What to them.
1: A, uh, that's all year long. That's what they've heard. The, this, is, this is this league. Is this not, is, is this not where we're at? That 14-2, and two, now 13-3, and three, excuse me, means nothing. It doesn't make anything that you meant 13-3 and three in, the, in the number one seat. It means nothing. Can you win in the playoffs? Because that's well, the mantle I, they're carrying around.
0: Well, certainly with Atlanta, as you
1: mentioned. Absolutely. And, and unique around. to Atlanta because of the history they've had. It, Mike Smith and Matt Ryan have not won a playoff game, so that's all you're going to hear about. Okay.
0: So now I, I want to get to you uh, about something, obviously that you you know is professionally you know backwards and forwards. I'm sure emotionally having, too well, <laughs> you know, going through it. Did, did you did you uh, get your exit visas from Baltimore on Black Monday? Was it was oh, it the very yeah, next day?
1: Absolutely, and it was a sh- total shock to me. Which was, you know, most of these guys know it's coming, but in my instance, uh, it was after 17 weeks of you're a guy from the week before sitting with the owner and the general manager before we played Pittsburgh, talking about the moves we needed to make on Monday, the next step. What do you do?
0: You had that organizational chat.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, with, with, Steve Bishotti and uh, Ozzie uh, Newsome. Uh-huh. We beat Pittsburgh and I show up on Monday going, ah, eh, we've changed our mind. We're going a different direction. So it was a shock to me compared to, you know, I talked with Andy Reed last week and Andy and I go way back. We're both BYU grads and Andy was just a little bit after me and, um, You know, uh, you have those conversations about what's ahead, and 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 Andy knew it was on the landscape. And you look at all these guys fired. I don't know that it was a surprise to any of them. Maybe Lovey Smith, but he knew it was on the radar. Um, Doesn't make it any easier. The hard thing about the the right now is you got half this league. Think, listen, listen just to the landscape of this. Mm -hmm. You got twelve teams in the playoffs, so life's good. You're fired up, new clean slate. We're all going to go win the Super Bowl. Yep. You got by anybody's count, thirteen guys that were on the bubble that may have gone down and may still go. We got what, seven now in counting? That means almost half the league was going to turn over in the coaching position. Since Andy Reid and Andy Reid and I were hired at the same time in nineteen ninety nine. Yep. How many head coaching changes? Since 1999. Have you have bank. that number. In right here in my back pocket. Is this, Give me a number. Is this
0: Price is including, Right? Including, including the, the seven. Yeah. Is this Price is Right? Rules this closest is the price. Without, yeah, this is, this is if you're over. within. Closest yeah, without yeah exactly right. Closest Give without going over. Exactly right. Give me a number. Since when? Since 1999. Since uh, 1999. Including I'm gonna, the seven so that we know right 14 now. 14 seasons. I'm going to go with average of, I'll even go low. I'll, I'll go average of five a season. Um, that would be, you know, I'll go 120. 120.
1: Very good. Good, good. Most people are lower. It's 111.
0: 111.
1: Which means in a 15-year period of time, this league has turned itself over almost four times. And there are some teams that Oakland Raider-ish, who he was on the list of after one year. There's where we are as a league. Thirteen, Almost half the league wants to think about making a coaching change. Two of them, Mike Malarkey and Dennis Allen, are in year one. One of them, the Raider organization that's had seven coaches in ten years. To, to me, that's like the guy that's been divorced seven times. Okay, maybe it's not you. But you've got to think about the way you're choosing these people, right?
0: 111, so that, that's an average of, of over a 14-year period. I'm so terrible. I'm more verbal than anything. It's
3: not. Your it's math, high, by the I, way. My, my math was 15, way off. Fifteen 14 times some. five is seventy-five. I know that. You mm. go one hundred twenty. I, know.
1: I, I know. love that. <laughs> and, I, and you know what, Sam? I didn't catch it. Oh, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Because when not. you start I thought, okay, good. He's going to be. He's going to be low. He jumps right to three.
0: I was thinking to myself, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm so terrible with math on the fly. That's why I don't even do expense reports. Um, you know, I, I, I thought – I'll cover my tracks and say, well, I did the math and I figured I'd double it.
1: <laughs> just in case. of <laughs> like the way you tip. Ah, is this too that's low? Ugly. I'll, just double, I'll it. just
0: double it. Yeah, wow. But that, that
1: tells you where we are. So it just is what it is.
0: And now and – now, but you see, the G, it's, it's the GM oh, yeah. coach
1: package. Well, and because – and we've talked about this many times now. It's a GM's league because right now they're looking for – I've always half-joked that, you know, people say, you're going to go back in the league and I go, look, they're looking for young and cheap and I'm neither. Because what they're looking for is, give me the guru, guru coordinator. Don't worry about personnel. Don't worry about the cap. We'll just go in and drop the game plans. We'll feed you your meals under the door. We'll bring you out when we want. And you don't even have to talk to the media. But, cause, and they're looking for that GM-head coach combination. You don't want the old model, the guys with a certain level of presence. Yep. Uh, that's not what we're looking for. Whether that's right or wrong, it is what it is. It's the GM's league. Well, that's all well and good, except now we're seeing, so the bullseye's moving to the GM's now, mm-hmm. too. Because now, now you're going to have to go, too. And as a coach, there's a certain joy you take in that going, that's fair.
0: Right. But you – so do you think that based on – and I understand that a rookie quarterback of the ages and someone like Andrew Luck um, helps. But you You saw – Yes, obviously. (laughs) But you – do you think that there are owners in the NFL seeing what ha- will happen with Jim Ursay and saying, "Why can't that be me?" Oh, absolutely. So, but look uh, at you the trifecta here. the clock to the playoffs. Look at the
1: trifecta here of the timing. And I'm you got to give Mr. Ursay credit for. We're in a sea change here with the Peyton Manning. I've got an, a general manager in in Pullian who runs a tight ship and it is it, he was in charge. Mm-hmm. But if we're going to make this sea change, and think about Indianapolis fans. How spoiled are they? 14 years yeah. of Peyton Manning, <laughs> now you're and gonna now get... how many Andrew Luck? Yeah, I know. And the fact that when it was time to make that change, that there was someone—you know—that's 25 years. Can see? I'd like to have 25 games of that kind of quarterback play in my career. <laughs> now, uh, but you got to give him credit for saying, "Okay, I'm going to make that transition." Not a, a, head coach, GM, yeah. head coach, and quarterback, because that's the formula going forward. Yeah to keep Polian and get just a coach quarterback to get rid of Polian keep the coach get the quarterback you you run the risk of being out of cycle that's what i'm seeing right now mm-hmm. when you look at the teams that and i'm not anything that keeps a coach from being fired that is a good thing but the formula seems to be when you make the change it needs to be gm head coach and the quarterback now the problem for the teams right now even with the success we've talked about about RG three Andrew Luck uh, and, and Russell Wilson and even the qualified success of a Wheaton and, and, and some of the others, um, that quarterback does that exist in this year's draft? Doesn't look like it. I've talked to a number of personnel people that does not believe. They do not believe that there is a top fifteen pick in the draft. Well, yeah. But but it will happen, Rich. You watch. Oh, need is gone. a terrible – we're going to do the draft together as we always do.
0: What's the, what's the line that you say need about need? is
1: a terrible negotiator and it's even worse evaluated. That's and right. now now sitting in the calm That's of right. there is not a top 15 pick worthy of the quarterback. You're going to see a Geno Smith, uh, a Landry in Oklahoma, a Brady out of Arkansas. You're going to see a, a, a Barkley get pulled up because we've got to have that guy.
0: And the Jets sitting at nine, you got to think that that might be. But so, in terms of um, what are assistants doing right now? It's, what, I mean, what's that's happening the thing. right now? I know the Jets, just yeah. a partic- uh, particular instance, as you and I are talking. Uh, Rex stays. General manager goes. Apparently, uh, assistants have been told in New York, hang on. There's a general manager coming, and and. I mean, w- w- what happens here? Because you and I talked about this before the, the, the podcast as well. I mean, there are families here. you got schools, kids, well, that's the thing that kids, people wives, don't realize. They're saying, what's, what's happening? You know, what, what, are, what are assistants doing
1: right First now? First thing, on Black Monday, assistants are in at the crack of dawn. And they're peeking out from behind the door, wondering what other shoe's going to drop.
0: This happened in Chicago, for instance, on Monday.
1: Because at the end of the day... If you miss on a first round quarterback, somebody's butt has to be in the owner's briefcase at the end of the day. It has been the head coach, but we're seeing some GMs. Gene, Gene Smith, Smith yep. in Jacksonville. Tannenbaum. We're seeing Tannenbaum. Okay, and that's fine. And I, and and because I'm a coach so I lean towards. So that's a good thing. I like that the fact that the GMs are being held accountable now. Uh although Rex Smith, Rex Ryan was part of the brain trust that went and got where where uh, uh Mark's uh, Sanchez, as opposed to Mike Malarkey that had nothing to do with getting Blaine Gabbard. But so now the problem becomes, well, is the briefcase full enough? Does Tannenbaum's butt in, in Woody Johnson's briefcase? Does that suffice? Or do I got I to even up the scales well, a little bit more? Everybody
0: says Sperano's going to be in that briefcase by end of business.
1: Yeah. Does, does, do I have to keep? But let's look at that formula now. Again, you, we just said the formula seems to be, I wrote about this last week on FoxSports.com. That is the formula. GM, head coach, go get the quarterback. When you do it out of sequence. Yeah. Chicago did it out of sequence. They let go of the GM. Now you got Lovey Smith. Well, now like you're going to bring in another GM.
0: Well, they got the quarterback before they got the new GM. Right. So, well. I mean, talk so about out So, when you of do sequence. it out of
1: sequence right, right now, now with New York, and I'm not advocating Rex Ryan getting fired in any no, way, no, shape, no. or form. Right. But you run being out of sequence again because now the GM is gone. You're going to bring a new GM. But he's out of sequence in terms of when you had the coach in. Now what is the quarterback? It, that formula, well, look at the Bears and Lovie Smith. That formula has not worked.
0: What you? So then since you are an aficionado of the formula, I want to ask you a couple of questions about what we talked about before you walked in the room. Read, read into some of these situations. Cleveland's saying they're going to get the coach first than the general manager. To me, that means they're going to get some grand high, exalted, mystic ruler type, or at least try and get Saban somebody like no, that who's no. going to bring their own That tells person. you Joe what Banner. Joe
1: Banner's in charge of the organization. I'm going to get the best personnel guy I can at GM. And I'm, I'm putting together... Does it matter
0: who the coach? I mean, does it doesn't matter? I mean, it doesn't matter. Won't that personnel I, guy, don't you want that guy to at least get along with the coach? Or oh, know the sure, coach or, you'd
1: like to put... But what? But why, in that instance where Joe Banner now is the guy, what does it matter whether it's coach first or GM first? I can make a case either way. This is not like... Let's look at the other part of the formula in Atlanta where Arthur Blank went out and interviewed for coaches, liked Mike Smith, decided on the GM, and saying, okay, here are the coaches I like, and Mike Smith's on top of the list. I'm going to make Thomas Dimitrov my general manager. You pick, but I really like this guy. Well, Thomas Dimitrov is a pretty smart guy going, ooh, okay, I think I like him too. <laughs> but, but they have a personality that meshed, and, it, and that's, that's a good formula going forward.
0: But if you're, if you're, if you're the coach and, and Jimmy Haslam and Joe Banner knock on your door... And I'm saying, again, this is, this, is, this is total hypothetical. Right. Aren't you going to say, well, who is the general manager going to be? The general
1: with manager is going to be the top personnel guy. It were titles. We got a lot of titles in this league with a lot of slashes. Head coach, slash VP, slash president of football, you know, a lot of titles. Where's the chain of command? The chain of command. I'm not saying it's good, bad, or indifferent. It is what it is. Joe Banner is in charge. If there weren't a Joe Banner, then Mr. Haslam would have to decide, okay, how do I want to – can I do it and coincide? Or do I need to have a GM that helps me pick the coach or a coach that picks the GM? And, and that tells you right there where the chain of command is. Right or wrong, that's the chain of command. So there's nothing wrong that says the coach. It just means that coach has – whether it be a Mike Shanahan or a Jeff Fisher, it's clear cut – who, where the authority lies right now. Well, you just I promise. Some
0: pretty darn good names,
1: though. Well, right sure, there. but they also have their credentials coming in. Right. It depends on who you're going to hire. If it, you're going to hire the hot coordinator type, mm-hmm. then you're probably going to hire the GM first. And this is a little bit different because, again, Banner is going to be the source of authority. They have
0: flat out said they're going for the coach first. They have flat out which Jimmy is fine. said that. Which today. is fine
1: because their general manager is going to be a primarily a personnel guy compared to uh let's look at um san diego right okay now that order might be able to because you're looking for a gm that might be a little bit more of personnel cap you know more more than the 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 model we're seeing now of Mm -hmm. gms that are more encompassing that's where that authority lies and he's going to have a heavy hand in picking the coach so as long as that That box is checked in terms of who has the final say, who's in charge of the dollars and the cap, who has the final say on the draft, and that's the ultimate arbiter, and that's Joe Banner. Then I'll bring in a general manager by making him – it's kind of like Jerry Jones in Dallas Mm -hmm. where I'm going to have the final say so I can make a Jason Garrett my head coach because I'm really – he's just my quarterback. But everybody
0: says that that's an untenable arrangement. Everybody's saying that that's just not working right now. That,
1: well, that, it's that, not, that, so that's, that's why I think we're going to see North Turner back in Dallas as the offensive, as the offensive coordinator, coordinator. Staying with uh, with Rob Ryan and then the question is well what is what is Jason Garrett doing? But but there's a lot of different formulas and there's no ap- one absolute formula. But to answer your question, th- there has to be a chain of command and I promise you um to when 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 it comes time for Jeff Fisher or Mike Shanahan, not that who knows how long that will run, but when it comes time for them to be fired, it's not going to be (laughs) Les Snead or or, or, uh, Bruce Allen Allen that knock on the door and say it's time to go, because they don't answer to those two guys. Where in another general manager situation, that's the guy that is going to knock Knock on the door and say...
0: What about um, who would take a general manager job with the coach already there, though? Is that a problem? Do you see an issue with that, like with, with the Jets Depends and, on the general, and Mike Munchak? Or, yeah, is,
1: is Bill Polian going to do that? No. Because mm-hmm. just like the Mike Shanahan, Jeff Fisher analogy, they had the credentials and the chops mm-hmm. to say, no, 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 wait a minute now. I'm going to have a say in this. Uh, it's hard for me to imagine Bill Polian taking a job mm-hmm. that I don't have input on taking the head coach. Because if you take the head coach first, you've created the chain of command. Now, some guy that wants to be a general manager that will, oh, yeah, I can live with those circumstances because I want to be the general manager. It's kind of like assistant coaches. I always love assistant coaches. I was guilty of it the same way. Assistant coaches, well, you like to be a head coach in the NFL. Oh, yeah, in the right circumstances with the right people. And then Charles Manson could offer him a job.
0: (laughs) They're in. They're all in.
1: Because these jobs are hard to come by. Right. Now, those of us that have had been through the ringer before and have had a certain level of success, you can be a little more qualifying about what job you might so take. So you say
0: someone's going to take these jobs. In Absolutely. Jacksonville.
1: The line will line up from Jacksonville all the way down to Gainesville in terms of guys willing to take the job under those circumstances mm-hmm. going, once I'm in, then possession's nine-tenths of the law.
0: If you're, if you're a Panther fan or you're a Ron Rivera fan, you know, um, so – the question is where do you read the fact that he hasn't heard anything yet
1: i think there were two telling statements it's always what do we do our segments of what he said what he meant Mm -hmm. right ron revere said i made it very clear to mr richardson i'd very much like to be here Mm -hmm. whoa well that means there wasn't a lot Anything that came out definitive out of that meeting and you simply expressed your desire to be here and tried to make your case, and Mr. Richardson's thinking about it.
0: But he's thinking about it. Or he's, is he that's, talking, that's do you think diff- he's talking to somebody? I, well, I'm that's, that's that, different than I came out. I'm still here. There's a couple out, of bowl, couple coaches that are playing bowl games. Yeah, you Remember the movie Papillon? On? Of course.
1: And remember the Steve McQueen character that when he originally was thrown in prison and that guy that had been there for years mm-hmm. stuck his head out and going, how do I look? And this guy was chafing. Yeah. He looked terrible. <laughs> and Papillon goes... Yeah, you look fine. You know, it's the same thing. I'm still here. How do you look? Uh, I'm still here. Okay, you look fine. You look great. Well, we'll see. And also, it was Mike Malarkey's comment I thought it was interesting that says, look, I, yeah, I don't – I answer to Con, Mr. Khan. Con. I don't answer to the GM. Whoa. Really? There you okay. go. Okay, well, that GM coming in might have a little bit different opinion on that.
0: Last question for you. Um, read Read into this for the Chiefs fans. That that feel that Clark Hunt can't have a briefcase large enough. The the um the press release announcing the uh, firing of Romeo Cornell said that the evaluation of Scott Pioli is ongoing. What could that possibly
1: mean? That means that in all of these instances, it would be a much sounder business model. To step back, take some time. Let's evaluate what we want to do over a couple of weeks and decide what do we want to do do we keep the coach do not keep the coach do we get the gm what do we want to do but in this league black monday is black monday everybody's going you have to why because i gotta hit ahead of the curve That's, i gotta go get that next guy yeah. i don't have the time to prudently step away and evaluate this remove from the emotion of a, an exhausting year so the league dictates that it goes right now so given that as being the parameter. And now there's a scramble, not only for head coaches, but assistant coaches. Yeah, You've got to understand, okay, I want to take my time in deciding who my head coach is going to be. My answer to that is, wait a minute now. If you're going to hire me, I have some preferences as to who I'm going to piece together. And the longer you wait, I may lose my first, second, third choices for my offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. for my defensive coordinator, for any number. Let's go. And so... I'm pushing it from the other end going, so, let's get this thing going. So and the, so well, Pioli it, right now has to be making a case to ownership. Here's why you should keep me. And here are the steps that I'm going to take to correct this. Now, on the negative side of the ledger for him, you're the one that brought in Haley. And you're the one that hired Charlie Weiss and, and, and Romeo Cornell. And you're the one a, that made Cornell. So now, and, you and, you and you're the one Castle. that brought in the quarterbacks. Right. So you're, that's going to be, have to be a pretty good sell job.
0: The fact, though, that he's making a sell job and it's being listened to is what is outraging a lot of Chiefs fans.
1: Well, and I give Mr. Hunt credit for trying to keep a good business profile. You know, let's not Alice in Wonderland, this thing, and off with their heads, everybody, because you always have the next, the next question. Okay, fine, let's, 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 let's back a truck up and empty out the building. Then what? What's the next step? Who do you have in mind? Mm-hmm. He may very well decide to i'm talking about mr hunt say okay i'm listening to what you're saying listen tell me what some of my options are tell me where you're going to go when you go in an interview for a head coaching job the first question is who's going to be your coordinators Mm -hmm. and you better have that answer well the first question may be okay so who are you going to make as a head coach and what are we going to do now mr hunt will likely step back and go okay that's option that's door a as you say in your let's make a deal that's behind door number one Mm -hmm. let me see what are What's behind door two and three? This GM with this coach, this college coach, this former pro coach, this assistant coach, this GM. This co- Let me see what those combinations are. Mm-hmm. And, okay, now I will make a choice as to what Scott Pioli has advocated versus what I think some of the other options may be.
0: Brian, be the man. Thank All you, right, man. sir. Very good. That's Brian Billick and his unique take on uh, the playoffs and Black Monday. Papillon,
3: Rich, I have seen it.
0: Good for you. A lot of
3: movies I haven't seen. Not beyond,
0: very very good. Interesting
3: thought, how he said though he didn't know he was going to get um, fired that Monday. Yeah, and he went in That's a sort of a
0: surprise. Um, let's get to uh, a couple of housekeeping items, right? What? Anybody got housekeeping items? Anybody?
2: I know Law does. What
3: yeah, we got? talked about um, last week the playoff challenge for fantasy football.
0: Ah you want to do that and, and then uh, open it up to all our listeners to join the uh, – Exactly, yeah.
3: So I created a league. It's uh, me, you, and Brockman, and then it's a public league. So uh, we'll tweet it out and listeners can join the league. Okay. Uh, and then we will compare our our, uh, our stats against yours, if you will. Do you, want and, to, uh, do you want
0: to do this right now? or Yeah, let's
3: do it right now. Let's make our picks um, right now.
0: So the bottom line is you choose a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, a kicker, and a defense.
2: Oh, wait, do I have to sign in for this? Yeah. Now? Come all on, right. dude.
0: Focus. Focus. Get a quarterback, yeah. Two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, a kicker, and a defense. You can choose even for the wild card round someone from the divisional round, and when that divisional round player finally hits, you get double the points. Double the points. So, and if you choose somebody from the wild card round and that person advances to the divisional round, you get double the you points. Get double there.
3: the points plus your points in the in the uh, right. wild card round. Right?
0: right. So the whole thing is like if I choose Ray Rice here and he advances. I don't only really get his points from the wild card round, but then I get his points from the divisional round times two. Or I could just choose no Sean Marino, forego getting any points at that position in the regular round, go ahead and get double the points right off the bat Correct. if I'm concerned about anybody advancing from the, the wild card round.
3: Correct. So, and you can also choose, you you want to choose who you think is A, going to score put up points, but also who you think is going to advance because you want to get triple and quadruple points. Now, if you pick a player that's eliminated... You can then pick a new player the following week, but you start out at getting
0: ah, single level points. Ah, okay.
3: You're, you don't get double and triple the points.
0: All right, and then the winner gets what? A trip to the Super Bowl? The,
3: whoever wins uh, the overall has the most points of anyone uh, in the the entire contest gets mm-hmm. a trip to Fort, uh, Super Bowl forty eight. But in that, new York that's City. against
0: anybody who plays. Anybody who plays. What do they get if they win our? If they win ours? If
3: they win ours, uh, maybe we muster up uh, a punter's Are people too, uh shirt. And, Not even close to a trip to the Super Bowl, and we <laughs> give them the coasters. <laughs> <Coos. laughs> oh, okay. And maybe we have them phone in. How about that? Have
0: them phone in. They're going to get a five-minute phone hey, in. Hey. Wow, we're, just, we're just
2: tacking on.
3: Yeah,
0: what else prizes they get. Tell them what else they've won. <laughs> a brand new car. <laughs> I knew, maybe okay. we should get the folks at Chevy to chip in something other than just a their name.
2: catamaran. Okay. Did oh, I just
0: bash down. our presenting sponsor? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I haven't spoken to anybody from them yet. All right. But, um, let's, uh, okay. So then uh, it's the uh, All right. So now uh, it does. it's not like we can have the same players. You
3: can have the same players, exactly. Oh, that's no fun, is it? No, it's it's how it goes. You you, you pick who you think is going to continue on. All right, and, so I'm hitting that now. That I
0: hit I hit the ad button. I get any quarterback. Yep, any quarterback. And, you and, want. and who popped up was uh, Brady, Manning, Russell Wilson, Robert Griffin the Third, Aaron Rodgers. I am going to go. Um, wow, sixty percent of people have chosen Aaron Rodgers first. Um. I'll go. I'll. You know what? I'll go. I'll go. I'm gonna go. Tom Brady.
2: Take Russell Wilson.
0: Go on, Tom Brady. I'm going Tom Brady.
2: Brockman, are you? Have you joined? Have you signed up? I haven't what even. Hold I... on. I'm trying to log in no, here. Add
0: player. Add player. I just want Tom Brady. All right. I'm gonna go. So, which uh, means I forego points round one. Round one, but you'll get double he, points when he goes ahead and boat races the heck out of somebody in Absolutely. the divisional round. I get double those points. That is correct. Okay, and this is standard scoring.
3: This is standard scoring. Yes, no fractional. Actually, so I don't know if there's a fractional. Point, a point
0: for every 25 yards, yep, uh, four points for touchdowns, six, six points for rushing touchdowns, six points for, a touchdown, touchdown, six points for
3: a receiving touchdown. Uh, sure. Correct. This yep. is
2: not letting me register.
3: <laughs> the guy that can't get his international shoutouts. Well, we'll write down yours, and you can, re- you can you do go. it later.
0: All right. How about that? All right. All right. What do you got?
3: All right, I'm gonna go, you going to uh, go Peyton.
0: Peyton Manning. I'm going to go Peyton Manning. Who, who are you going to go? You're going to go Brady, you homer? Come with me. <laughs> Come on in. Come on in. The water's fine. Tom Brady. you guts, Tom Brady. So none of us chose a wild card.
2: None of
3: us round.
0: chose a
2: wild card round.
0: Okay, here are my running backs, everyone. I'm going to go around. Uh,
2: one oh, or two wow. running backs. Is it How two? How in the world. Is it two running backs?
0: So, now, I, I, I love, yes, I love, obviously, Adrian Peterson. How do I not choose a guy who just went Eric Dickerson? But if I feel he's going to be one and done and Green Bay holds him to, like, 60 yards rushing, no touchdowns. I then
3: you pick up another running I back pick a follow but you start league. back at single points. You don't get double points.
0: How do I not how do I not go ahead and take Adrian Peterson, which I just did? <laughs> how do I not do For a that? second
2: I thought we were going to have the same team.
0: No, how did I not do that? And then uh other running backs. Uh wow, uh, Ray Rice is Ray Rice. I got to go Ray Rice. He's going to advance.
3: Ray Rice is going to advance. Ooh.
0: I think he's going to advance. The See, question I- is like, how do you take some you got to take somebody who's going to go all the way to the Super Bowl here? I am not going to go back in that Michael Turner pool again. I am finished with him in his one yard in cloud of rubber. <laughs> I don't care how cloud far he goes um into into the playoffs.
2: Okay.
3: I just can't
0: do okay. it. I can't do it. Frank Gore's just been way too I'm going to go Ray Rice. I okay. went I went with two players in the first round. Go for it.
3: I'm going to go a little different. I'm going to take uh, Marshawn Lynch, go mm-hmm. beast mode on him, mm-hmm. and uh, then I'm going to take Arian Foster, so a player that has a game in the divisional round and yep. a player that has a has a double-point potential. Where are you
2: going, sir? Here's what I think. I'm going to go with Alfred Morris. Good for you. Because I think the Redskins are going to win in the first round. Okay. And I'm going to go with Sean Marino because I think the Broncos could go to the Super Bowl.
3: I like the Sean pick.
0: Very good. Well, I'll I'll just take Noshan after Adrian gets bounced by the Packers. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here are my wide receivers, everybody. My wide receivers. Uh, Greg Jennings. I am taking him faster than you can say Greg Jennings. Um, And then another wide receiver. Um, I'm going to take uh, Demarius Thomas. Oh, good one. I'm going to take Demarius Thomas. You're next. Law, go for it. Uh, two wide receivers or three? Two, two.
3: two wide receivers. Okay. This is tough. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to go Wes Welker.
0: Okay.
2: Ooh, giving up uh, round one points. I'm
3: giving up round one for double round two. And uh, I'm going to go Dre Johnson.
0: Okay. Who are you Johnson.
2: Have? I was also going to go Andre Johnson. And I'm going to go... Uh, I think the Colts are going to win, so I'm going to take Reggie Wayne.
0: Good for you. Tight ends, everybody. Tight ends. I am taking Rob Gronkowski <laughs> as the day is long.
3: As
2: am I. Not even a question there. Oh wow. Okay, hold on. Now
0: I got to think here. Dude, you went Brady. How do you not? Uh, how do you not double down? How do you not double down?
2: I might double down and take Aaron Hernandez.
0: Ah, nicely done, sir. Mixing it up. Kicker, 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 kicker. Hmm. Basically, you just take the kicker of who you, the team you think is going to the Super Bowl. Correct. <laughs> right. Isn't that what you're thinking?
2: I'll tell you who I won't be taking in this round. Will not be
0: taking. Uh, <laughs> will you not be taking
2: Mason Crosby? Crosby. Not taking him. He's been
0: missing <laughs> left and right, huh? I'm gonna take David Akers. Up? Uh, no, I'm not. Uh. Uh, alrighty, everybody. Matt Prater. Matt Prater. I'm gonna take okay. Matt Prater, and I'm not gonna look back.
2: I actually took Matt Prater as well. Oh, I'm gonna take another Matt, but I'm gonna go Matt Bryant well done, of the sir. Atlanta Falcons. Well
0: done. I'm done uh and then my defense i am taking your boat racing <laughs> yeah you Seattle are. Seahawks guys
2: that's, that's who i took as well oh wow jeez uh, boat
0: racing Seattle Seahawks let's see Yep. Uh, which by the way is a 45% start rate according to nfl.com's uh, playoff challenge. Yes. Uh the, uh, the next uh, starter uh, the starter with the highest start rate for this week is Adrian Peterson at 74%. And
3: Aaron Rodgers at 60. Yep.
0: Who's your defense?
2: Who's got it better than us, Rich? Nobody. San Francisco, San Francisco 49ers. 49ers.
0: Very well done, sir. Uh, okay, so my team is Brady, Peterson, Rice, Jennings, Damarius, Thomas, Gronkowski, Prater, and the Seahawks. Meaning only Adrian Peterson, Ray Rice, and Greg Jennings uh, and the Seahawks will be earning points for me this week. I will then be keeping those points and getting double points if they advance. If not, then I, then I um, in a round that uh, normally points are double, I'm only getting single points from whoever I replace. And then in round two, I'm getting double the points from Brady... And Demarius Thomas and Gronkowski and Prater, correct? That's the basically the way it works. That is correct. Okay, yep. um, and
3: uh, I'm going to send out a tweet here shortly. it will have uh, all of us on it with the link to the league. And if you'd like to sign up and play against us yeah. for a chance to win uh, a phone appearance on the podcast, as well as possibly a Punisher People Two shirt, Not possibly
0: we'll give them a shirt. Then give them a shirt. Sign else? up. And anything join. else? Keys to your car? No. Anything else you want to give away? That's it. That's on it, it for now. <laughs> okay,
2: boys. <laughs>
0: international. You got an international shout out.
2: I do. Um, I just had it. What do you got? Uh, it looks like Ewan O'Leary from Ireland. They were up. Uh, they have Adrian Peterson winning the MVP, which I did as well. And they were rooting for Dallas last night, so my apologies. My apologies.
0: Okay. Thank you. At possible, Chris late,
3: possible late week podcast coming as well. Yeah, it just we'll depends. See. Efforting.
0: Possible. A uh, happy New Year to you at happy, Chris. Happy Law. New Year, Rich. And happy New Year to you at happy Chris you Brockman. Too Rich Eisen. For at the Eisen Podcast, I am at Rich Eisen, thanking Chevy, our presenting sponsor for bringing this uh, big-time, lengthy, hopefully chock-full of fun and information edition of the show at you. Happy New Year. Be safe and sound, everybody.
1: Stay listening, my friends.